ones of you that didn't know old Sister Spurlock, not this church, but the one that burned, stood up. She was an old sister that got into service. She always worshipped God. But she stood up in the back and made one of the greatest testimonies that ever was. She's talking about prayer. It just, it works. And I'm going to tell you, church, that was great. But did you hear what Brother Jerry said this morning? That's a great testimony. Because that's the kind of God that we serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give God a hand clap as Brother Luther. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's clap our hands and shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph today. God, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you. You are good. You are great. You are wonderful. Hallelujah. How many come to worship the Lord today? How many come to worship the Lord today? How many come to give Him praise? How many knows that He's worthy of our very best praise? How many knows that He's worthy of our very best praise? We're serving a good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for His goodness, for His mercy, for His blessings. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I'm glad to be in the house of God to worship Him, to magnify Him, to praise Him, to lift up His name. I'm glad to be in the house of God today with all God's wonderful people. Amen. How many thankful for your brothers and sisters in the Lord? Praise God. Praise God to all of our guests that are here today. We're so glad that each and every one of you are in the house of the Lord today. Why don't all the home folks give our guests a good hand clap? Glad that they are here. They've been upstairs with the teenage class this morning and... uh, Visiting with them the last couple of Sundays, I hate that I missed the uh, memory verses and missed the offering. And uh, but anyway, it's good to be here today, and uh, so thankful for God's goodness. They sent us uh, word over from the gym. I think they have a record attendance this morning. They have 50 children in Sunday school class over there. So thankful for that. Amen. And so God is good to us. If you have your Bibles, if you'll turn to Philippians chapter number 4, and uh, we'll read some passages of Scripture there. I want to remind you of things coming up. Don't forget, Friday night, we will have church um, Wednesday night, but then again, Friday night, uh, we will have our special service. This is uh, something, uh, I don't guess... Uh, I think we had one for Brother Duplicius' 40th anniversary, and uh, so it's been quite some time since we've done that. I think that was 12 years ago, and uh, so we are celebrating 10 years of pastoring here, and uh, so I ask everyone to be present. We're going to have a great time. We will be serving after service. Brother Hare will be preaching for us. Then after service, we will be serving in the gym and uh, we'll be serving uh, prime rib steak to everyone, and there is no charge for that. This is what I ask you to do. I ask you to try 
to be uh, very respectful and appreciative of our guests that will be here. And uh, let's take care of them. Uh, there's a lot that is signed up on the, bullet, on, the, on the welcoming desk, on the sheet of paper to help. And uh, we need a few more. So if you would, after service, please get your name on that list. And uh, I know that a lot of you are planning on helping that has not signed up. But we need to know for sure that we've got enough signed up to take care of the needs that will be presented. So please, after church, do that. And uh, we're looking for a great time. And then Sunday, I would like you to be, I, I want you to invite everybody that you possibly can, but try to get in contact with all of your, uh, your relatives and everyone that has been part of this church. And uh, for Sunday service, we will have one service that will start at 10 o'clock. There will be no Sunday school class next Sunday. We will all be in the auditorium. <clears throat> and Brother Stoltz, and then my brother will be preaching. And uh, we're going to have a great time with the Lord. So invite everyone that you can. And uh, this will be more of a local setting Sunday morning. And looking forward to a great time in the Lord. And I figured by the time we get out of church and we go eat and we clean up and do all of that, uh, it would be tough on the guy that was going to be preaching Sunday night. So we're going to get it all over Sunday morning. And uh, then we're going to go to the gym and celebrate and have a great time of fellowship and food. And so uh, we'll have more of a uh, home-style uh, meal over there. And uh, so we need a lot of help. So be working, helping us get all of that together. Thank all of those who have been working thus far. And uh, we're looking for a great time. And I promise you, I promise you, let's make this a great time this week. Because it's going to be a long, long, long time before I do this again. And uh, at this point, I'm asking myself, what was I thinking? And uh, so, anyway, I'm, I'm, this is not a yearly thing. This is not every five years thing. This probably won't be every ten year thing. I think the next time I do this, it'll be a retirement party and all of y'all be happy. But <clears throat> anyway... Uh, so remember that. Also, mission pledges. Don't forget your mission mission pledges. And uh, let's get those turned in. There's slips of paper on the welcoming desk for that. Also, next Friday, or next Thursday and Friday, Brother Jackson is having their uh, Deep South Bible Conference over in Generette. So everyone is welcome to attend that. That is Thursday and Friday. Next Thursday, a week from Thursday and Friday. So Friday, you've got to be here. Don't be in Generette. So uh, remember that. And uh, for all of you that don't have anything to do, I think I've been somewhere. Uh, started off uh, Friday. I'm going to be here next Friday. I'm going to be in Generette the next Friday. I'll be in JS the next Friday. And we just keep on rolling. It's just plenty of things to do if you just get involved in the kingdom of God. Philippians chapter number 4. hate to make you stand this long, but I thought for some of you, I know myself, it's easier just to stand than it is to sit and stand right back up. Philippians chapter 4, verse number thir uh, 11. The Bible says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. And everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound 
and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. The Apostle Paul is making reference to things in his life and those who have helped to make his life more enjoyable and the things that he had been through to make his life less enjoyable. But he sums it all up in verse number 13. He said, no matter how things are going, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I am facing, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Let's put our Bibles down, lift our hands toward heaven, and ask God for His help today. God, we love You. We thank You, Savior. We worship You. We magnify Your great name. Thank You for this day that You have given us. Thank You for this Word that You have given us. Open up the windows of heaven. Speak to our hearts. Anoint me, God, to obey You to the fullest. I need Your help today, God. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Let's remember to pray for Brother Barbo. Ask the Lord to give him a touch in his body. We know a God that is a healer. All of those who are unable to be in the house of the Lord today, that God would touch and heal and work in their lives. I want to talk to you um, this morning from this subject, just simply, I can do this. I can do this. Amen. I can do this. Uh, man, how many has been enjoying the last three days? Hadn't the weather been, whoo, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't, I don't feel like I'm a a crawfish anymore. I feel like I might live, but uh, thank God for the sunshine. Man, the beautiful days. It's been so nice. Thank God for that. All the yellow pollen just floating around everywhere makes your throat feel so good and sneeze and carry on, but it's better than bubbling in water. <clears throat> but anyway, the Bible, the Bible tells us in, in many different places of encouraging us of who and what we can be and what we can do. The devil is a deceiver. The devil, how many knows the devil's a liar? The Bible tells us and declares to us that the devil is a liar. The devil cannot tell the truth, the Bible declares to us. He is a liar and the truth is not in him. For the life of me, I can't understand why we as human beings believe the devil so much. The Bible declares that he's a liar. The Bible tells us that the truth is not in him. But still we seem to believe him more than we believe what the Bible tells us of who and what we are. And what we can be and what we can do. Amen. I... I think today about the Word of God and, and dealing with contentment. This world is, is a world that is discontent. And uh, it doesn't matter what you do, what you say. It doesn't matter what you have or what you give away. There's still people that are discontent. The Bible tells us that we are to be content. The Apostle Paul in Philippians tells us, he said, 
whatsoever state that I am in. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean Texas or Louisiana because we know that if he was in Texas he would have been perfectly content. Because there's no better place in the world to be than in the state of Texas. But it's okay to clap on that anytime, all the time. But no matter what state, speaking of not a state, but whatever he is going through, whatever he is facing, whatever's going on in his life, he has learned to be content. And the way that he learned to be content was in God. It's not in circumstances. It's not in what he is facing. It's not what he has or what he does not have. But it's being content in God. First Timothy chapter 6 and verses number 6 through 8 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. I still believe that it's God's good will that you be happy. Amen. That that's God's desire for us, that we would be happy no matter what we are facing. Our source of joy so many times is so shallow. We've got such a shallow well of joy. But our source of joy should be a deep well that we dig into who Jesus is and what Jesus is and what Jesus means to us. And that that is where our source of joy comes from. See, so many times our source of joy is what we have and what we enjoy and what is going on on the outside and what is going on around us dictates who we are and what we are. But our relationship with God must be much must be much deeper and stronger than just the atmosphere of what is going on and what is happening and what is taking place. You cannot let life dictate who you are in God and what you are in God because every day is not going to be a sunshiny day. Amen. Every day is not going to be a happy, glorious day by the outside appearance. But every day is necessary in life. There's things that we go through that is not pleasant. But we must learn that in God, in the godliness of God, we can still be content serving God. Amen. The devil knows that if he can get you restless and angry and upset and frustrated with life, he's got you where he wants you in living for God. But I want to tell you this, that the devil cannot stop the source of joy. Because this joy that I have, the world did not give it to me. The source of joy did not come from what I have or what I have experienced. But it comes from a experience from God that God has given to us. It is called the Holy Ghost that dwells on the inside of the souls of every man and every woman that loves God, that wants God, that desires God. And there is nothing in the world that can stop up the well but you. Amen. But we allow things to dictate our feelings toward God. It doesn't matter if we have a bad day, we should still come into the house of God to glorify and praise His name. Amen. See, sometimes we think church is for us, but really church is for God. That we come into the tabernacle to worship and to praise Him. 
And if we ever learn that no matter what state we are in, if we worship and praise Him, we're always going to get a good return on our praise. Amen. He said, for we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain we cannot carry nothing out. I have, and having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. Godliness with contentment is great gain. You can't buy yourself into happiness. You can't, ladies, you can't go to the mall and spend enough money that you'll be happy. Because there's coming a first of the month when that credit card bill rolls around. And there's two people that's not going to be happy. Amen. You can't, you can't buy a nice enough car that's going to make you happy because the clothes is going to fade out and wear out. The car is going to break down eventually. The house is going to fall apart eventually. These things cannot bring true happiness. Amen. I don't believe that we should, we are scavengers, that we scrape the bottom of the barrel. The Bible says that it's God's will that we be in good health and prosper. But God wants us to prosper, but prosperity is not necessarily a direct reflection of the blessings of God. I don't believe the movie stars that's going to celebrate is, 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 uh, indirect uh, I don't think that's direct blessings of God. And that doesn't, enter, that, doesn't, that doesn't impress me that the favor of God is upon them. The ball players that sign multi-million dollar contracts, that does not declare that the favor of God is upon them. Amen. But there is something about God that it doesn't matter if I have a lot or if I have nothing. With God, I can still be happy. With God, there is still peace. With God, there is still joy. With God, there is still strength. Amen. Somebody needs to dig down into that spiritual well and find that happiness in God. Amen. 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 You see, sometimes in life we get in too big of a hurry. But the Bible says that we get in, uh, but sometimes, let me go back, not the Bible, but I'm saying now, that, that, that sometimes we try to get things before it's God's time and, and God's will and God's plan. But then the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 1, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run, let us lay aside every weight, and sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. There's sometimes in life that we must have patience in walking with God, and talking with God, and living for God. That we must have patience, and if we have patience in God, God is going to reward us in due time, in due season. But keep your patience, and while you have your patience, keep your faith and your dedication to God. Amen. Living for God. Some people say that it's too difficult to live for God. I say that it's too difficult not to live for God. 
It's too difficult to live this way, some people say. I say the Bible tells us that the way of a transgressor is hard. You see, people are on the outside looking in and saying, there's no way that I could ever live that way. But you've got to get on the outs- on the inside and look out. You've got to experience what I've experienced. You've got to feel what we can feel. You've got to have what we have. And then you understand what we do and why we do what we do. The devil will tell you, looking on from the outside, looking in, I can't live that way. But I come to tell you today that you can live that way. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. You can separate yourself from the world and unto God. You can still come out from among the world and be part of God's church. Amen. Peter said, I can walk on the water to Jesus. Then he looks around and says... I can't do this. The the world tells me what I am doing is impossible. Amen. But don't ever forget, you can do anything with the power and with the glory and with the strength of God. I tell you, in this wicked and perverse generation that we live in, you can still walk to Jesus holy, godly, and precious, and unspotted, and unblemished from this world and sin. Can I tell you, you don't have to sin a little bit every day, but you can live above sin. You can live beyond sin by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Peter walking to Jesus. I believe I can. And then those that were there said, I don't think you can. Peter got out of the boat and he was walking to him. Then he looks around and says, what I'm doing is impossible. But what happened was, it wasn't that the power of Jesus was not strong enough where he could make it to him. It's that he got his eyes off of Jesus and on to the situation. Let me remind you today that the power and the blood of Jesus Christ is still able to heal. It's still able to cleanse. It's still able to set free. It's still able to regenerate and wash away your sins from you. But I tell you what happens is we get our eyes off of the power and the glory of who and what Jesus is and what Jesus can do on to our problem in our situation and we say in our mind I can't do this but I come to tell somebody and remind you that it doesn't matter what you're going through it doesn't matter what you're facing it doesn't matter what society says you can do it amen you can do it God's still able to bring you through to the other side God will never, will never call you to do what you are unequipped to do. But with God, 
When He calls you to do something, God will equip you with what you need to perform the work. God does not call you to do something that you are unable to do. God does not call you through a valley that you are unable to walk through. God does not call you to a mountaintop that you are unable to climb. But when you feel like that you can't climb any further, God will send a four-wheeler to help you get up the other side. When the valley gets so deep that there's water standing, God will send a motorboat to carry you to the other side. What God has called you to, God can take you through. What God has called you to do, God can perform the work. I come to remind you today that yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I can do all things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First John chapter 4 In verse number 4 it says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you. Amen. Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Let me remind you that there is a greater power that's in you than the power that is in the world. Amen. I know the time is dark. I know sin is evil. I know evil is very present. I know there's trouble on every hand. I know there's discontentment in the world. Amen. But no matter what you're going through or what you're facing or what this country is facing, greater is He that is in you. Can I tell you there's a greater power in a saint of God that's filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in the name of Jesus, then there is a whole entire devil factory. Amen. There's still greater power in you than in the power of the world. You have power to overcome sin. You have power to stand against the adversary. You have power to conquer. You have power to be victorious in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You sell yourself short by saying, I cannot do this. First John chapter 6, or excuse me, John chapter 16, verse number 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me, that, that, that in me you might have peace. In who? In Jesus you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. So think it not strange, saint of God, that you are facing difficulties in your life. The Bible, Jesus himself tells you that in me you're going to have you're going to have peace. But in the world, you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Can I remind you today that the adversary of our soul has already been defeated on the cross of Calvary. The devil is a defeated foe. He's telling you what he cannot do and proclaiming that he can do it. But I come to tell you that 
through the blood of Jesus Christ. We are made more than conquerors. We can do it. You can overcome. You can have victory. You can have joy. You can have peace in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You're going to have tribulation. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be rainy days. There's going to be storms. There sure is there is trouble. There is victory. As sure as there's a storm, there's a calm that's going to come after the storm. As sure as there's a problem, there's help for the problem. As sure as there's a valley, there's a, there's a, there's a God that is a God of the valley. As sure as there's a mountain, there's going to be a beautiful sunrise on top of the mountain. You've just got to get made up in your mind. I can do this. When the devil says you can't, remind the devil I can. Amen. When the devil says stop, remind the devil I can do it. I'm not about to quit. I'm not about to stop. I'm not about to turn around. I can do this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Kind of scared me there. I seen all these boys out of the corner of my eye, and then I heard this real high-pitched voice. Yes! Brother Jericho. Amen. Whew, I thought we had a serious problem there. Amen. But I can. I can do this. I'm reminded of a story I was reading in Joshua chapter 14, verses number 6 through 15. Joshua is getting up in age. It's about the time that he is about to pass from this scene. And the Lord is telling him, he said, Joshua, you've been a good warrior. You've kept the commandments of God. But still there is many, there is many lands to yet be conquered. I want you to talk to the people. I want you to divide up the land. I want you to give to the children of Israel what I have promised them. And while he was doing this, there is one called Caleb. Remember, Joshua and Caleb was the only ones out of the twelve that brought back a report of there is going to be victory in the promised land. And so Caleb comes to Joshua and he says, I want to remind you, Joshua, that Moses promised this mountain. Moses said I could have it and God was going to give it to me. And I know that we've been fighting a long time. I know that I am 85 years old. And I know some people say that my best days are behind me. Amen. But I'm telling you, Joshua, I still want that mountain. Amen. When the devil says there's giants in the land and the devil says the mountain cannot be taken, there is a Caleb that will stand up and said, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Amen. I wish someday, somehow God would stir up a spirit of Caleb in all of us to help us realize I can do it. I can live for God. I can have victory. I can have joy. I can have peace. I can have deliverance. It's through the blood of Jesus Christ. There's a, there's a, there's a little low lying area here, Caleb. Maybe this would suit you better. 
At your age, you can hardly climb the mountain any longer, let alone take the giants that are in the mountain. Amen. But you couldn't convince, you couldn't convince Caleb of that. Amen. It's trying to convince brother, like trying to convince brother Griffin. Amen. I try to steady brother Griffin when he walks and he tells me I'm just as steady as I always was. And he's staggering. I don't know exactly what was going on in Caleb's mind, but I don't think it was in his mind. I think it was something that was in his spirit. Amen. Because I'm reminded of the word of God that says Joshua and Caleb had another spirit within them that they realized I can do it. We can take the country. We can take the promised land. There is bread to us. What is bread? Bread is something that feeds you. Amen. You need to look at your adversary today. You need to look at your problem today and say it's just bread to me. I'm going through it. I'm going to fight through it. I'm going to conquer it. I'm going to make it through. I'm going to be victorious. I'm going to see victory. I'm going to have deliverance. I'm going to get a miracle. I can do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bad news will not stop me. Amen. Family trouble will not keep me out of God's house. Amen. Job loss will not change the way that I feel about God. Amen. If I lose my job, I'm still going to come to the house of God. If I lose my family, I'm still going to come to the house of God. It's not about me, and it's not about what God has given me, but it's about a spirit down inside of me that when I walk into the presence of God, my hands go up, and I start glorifying, and I start magnifying, and I start praising Him. It's not about me. It's about Him. If a bad day determines on how you worship at church, you've got a shallow experience with God. I hate to kill the Spirit right now, but I'm just telling you the truth. Amen. If job loss hinders you about how you approach the house of God, you've got a very shallow experience. You're just scraping stuff off of the top of the water. Let me encourage you to get deeper down in the well because the Bible says trouble is going to come. That means sickness is going to come. That means cancer is going to come. That means death is going to come. That means job loss is going to come. That means money loss is going to come. That means the banker's going to take your things. That means you're going to go bankrupt occasionally. But through it all, amen, through it all, I got a well that is deep. I got a source that is not on the surface. I can do it. I can do it. I can make it through. I can see victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hey, man, I've got news that wasn't so good from the doctor. And the devil starts tormenting your mind. Hey, man, I got news that wasn't so good. I called two preacher friends of mine. And I said, you know, I've preached for a long time. And God has helped me to this point. And I said, man, I, I, I just feel like I've hit a wall. And I must admit, I was crying in my office like a big, a big baby. And uh, I, I was saying I needed help. Amen. One preacher began to pray for me on the phone. One preacher said, I'm in driving distance. I'll be there shortly. Where can we meet at? Amen. To come hold up my hands. But you know what? God can strengthen you. Amen. I think about these ones that have went through loss of family. That has lost children. I think about brother and sister Duplissy. That went through the loss of losing a daughter to death at 21 years old. Amen. Different ones that I look across this building, and I don't want to bring up or open old wounds, amen, that is scabbed over, but you know what kept you going? There was something that was not a surface experience, but it was something that was down deep. The surface seemed to glaze over at time, but you had a well that was deep, and something said you can do it. Don't give up, and don't quit. Don't turn around, and don't walk out. Things are going to happen. Trouble's going to come. But greater, but greater, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know cancer is a scary word. I know it's a terrible word to hear. It's probably one of the most feared words that when you go to a doctor that you hear it. But I come to tell you today that God is still bigger than the word cancer. How many How many in this place today that would just stand up across this building and remind somebody, hey, I've been healed. God has delivered me. God has touched my body. God has performed a miracle. God has done it again. God's still bigger. God's still greater. I come to remind you, if God did it for them, God can still do it for you. I can, I can, I can, I can do this. I can. I can do it. Moses, I know I'm old. Woo! I know I'm well stricken in years. I know there's been a lot of water under the bridge. Amen. But I can remember old Brother Rivers. Brother Rivers was a wonderful man. Sat over here to my left. Stocky. Amen. He, I'm, I know he was much of a man in his day. He was much of a man when I first come to Silsby. But I know age weakened his body. And it stooped him over a little bit. But I'd saddle up to him and I'd say, Brother Rivers, feel of that right there. He'd say, Son, you ain't seen me with my shirt off. Amen. I wish somebody would get, I know that's a very carnal thing, but I wish somebody would get in your spirit, devil. You ain't seen me flex my muscles yet. 
You ain't seen me in a red hot prayer room yet. You ain't seen me worship God. You ain't seen me shout my best shout. You haven't seen me preach my best message. You haven't heard me sing my best song. You haven't seen me run my best aisle. You haven't seen me shout like I'm going to shout. I can, I can, I can do this. I can live for God. I can make it. I can do it. I can have victory. Hallelujah. Somebody shout unto the Lord. Somebody give God praise this morning. Glory to God. Woo! Why don't somebody that the devil's been trying to take your joy, that the devil's been trying to take your shout, that the devil's been trying to take your victory, just step out by faith and say, bless God, devil, I'm going to shout anyway. Devil, I'm going to worship anyway. Devil, I'm going to have some joy and some peace anyway. Come on, come on, somebody respond to the presence of God. Somebody respond to the presence of the Lord. Somebody reach out and touch Him right now. Woo! Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can. When friends leave, I can still make it. Revelation chapter 12 and verse number 11. Said, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Amen. But they overcome Him by the blood of the Lamb. The devil knows he can't take the blood. The devil knows he can't diminish the blood. The devil knows.